Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Mind Body Mastery Podcast. I am your host, Caitlin Michaels, and thank you so much for joining me again today. I just want to say, first and foremost, thank you, thank you, thank you. I received like an exorbitant amount of love and support from you guys this week in response to last week's episode where I talked about um, essentially my first hater. (laughs) And um, oh my gosh, I did not expect it to be such an outpouring of love um, and just confirmation that I'm on the right path and that my work is appreciated and all of that. So to everyone who reached out to say something, I thank you from the bottom of my little heart. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And then yesterday I posted a question in my group, Mind Body Masters. And that question, I, I sort of knew the answer to, but I wanted to ask just to be sure. And that question was, what is something that you really need to hear right now? And by far the biggest sentiment throughout the responses was a variation of, I need to know that I'm going to be okay. And so I just want to tell you that first and foremost, I know 100% without a shadow of a doubt, no matter what you've gone through, no matter what you've seen, no matter what you've felt or experienced, no matter who your parents were, no matter how you've been treated, no matter how lost you feel, no matter how high your discomfort is right now, no matter how high your fear is in this moment, you are going to be okay. You're going to be okay. And there is no striving that needs to happen for you to get there. There's no pushing that you need to do to get there. There is only a coming into a complete trust in your experience. Just the way it is. I lived under this illusion for a really long time, and I think a lot of you are currently living under this illusion right now that life is supposed to be smooth and comfortable. Otherwise, if it's not, then we think that the discomfort indicates that we're doing something wrong, or that we're lost, or that we're off track, or that there's some place else we need to get to, some piece of enlightenment that we need to achieve in order to finally get to that comfort again. But this deep trust in our journey, this deep trust in our body, this deep trust in our universe, this deep trust in our soul's mission, discomfort or not, is really what we need to be striving for. And if we are living a human life, Discomfort is just a part of it. Pain is a part of it. And so there is nothing wrong about your experience right now. And if you're someone who 
you know, has been working on this for a very long time. There's a part of you that probably thinks there's something wrong with you because it's taking so long. And there's not. So I need you to begin to deeply trust in your journey. And this deep trust only arises when we no longer fear the pain itself, when we no longer deem our current situation to be wrong. It's not that you're going to be okay. It's that you are okay right now. You're still here. You're, you've survived every single day up until this point. And I want you to know that there is no separation between you and being okay. There's only this thin veil of fear covering up your okayness. And I think it's important to know that this veil of fear isn't your fault. This veil of fear that you have kind of shrouding your freedom, shrouding your okayness was inherited. Your thoughts of not being okay are simply these repeated patterns of thought that we were all born into. When we emerge from our mother's womb, our mother for the previous nine months and however many years before that had been living a life of fear that she received from her mother. But when she had you in her womb, it was like fear to the nth degree because, oh my gosh, what if I screw up this kid? What if I say the wrong thing? What if I corrupt her? What if I blah, 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 blah. Fear is just a part of being human in a body. Fear is a part of the original fear of not surviving. And depending on what your parents went through and what their parents went through, these fear patterns can be really deeply programmed into us from our ancestral lineage. Because at some point in our heritage, we had ancestors who really struggled to survive here on planet Earth. And the biggest fear that we all have, of course, is the fear of death. This is a universal fear, as is the fear of chaos and war. But our deepest fear is the fear of simply not existing, of dying and there just being nothing but darkness and meaninglessness. And this fear runs our planet. And we are all among this race of humans who now are aware of the impact of stress on our physical bodies. And so now we deeply fear the fear, of course, which ensures that we deny our fear in order to hide from the fear, which means that we never accept our fear, which then, of course, keeps this fear really going in this continuous biofeedback loop. And the good news is, although fear is very real, and we all have it, the things that we fear are illusions. False evidence appearing real, as some people like to say. And the process of accepting our fear just as it is right now, the process of looking at our fears, just staring down the barrel of our fears without constriction, 
offers us this process of this beautiful unraveling and unwinding of these generational knots and cords that we were born into. And as we learn to look down the barrel of our fears, as we learn to face our deepest fears, we soften them and we unwind them. A lot of you listening here today are afraid of the pain experience itself. I did an episode on this, which is probably one of my most listened to episodes, number 26. So if you haven't listened to that one, maybe go back and do that today. But I think even after listening, I think many of you still believe that somehow ignoring your pain is something productive that we do. But if you really examine this tactic, you can really see that there is a deep fear of looking at our pain. We mistakenly think that ignorance is bliss, and if we can just ignore the pain hard enough, that it'll somehow disappear. But ignoring produces misery, in my opinion. When we ignore, we are denying a part of us that is really just calling us into the present moment. It's calling forth our attention and ignoring our pain or ignoring any of our wounds is repression at its finest. And so our pain that we feel is merely a symbol of us ignoring some bigger truth within us, some buried dream. Maybe we've buried a life vision that we keep choosing to ignore because we somehow think that it's too late or that we don't have any say or impact or that we don't deserve to achieve our dreams or our visions or that we couldn't possibly achieve it at this stage in our life. So we settle and we ignore this expansive part of us that wants to keep evolving and growing. And we try to stay comfortable, but obviously we're not comfortable and we ignore our truth. We ignore our pain and we ignore our self-expression, our authenticity, because we want to get along and we want to make others happy and we want to people please. And as we try to get along in our families or our society or just in general, we believe ourselves when we say that we're powerless and we, des- we deny ourselves the pleasure of life because we don't believe that we can have what we want. And so as we ignore our deepest desires, as we ignore our truth, as we ignore our innocence, as we ignore our pain, we cut ourselves off from our hearts. As we ignore our fear, We keep fear in our experience. And the only way through this is through a deep acceptance of our experience exactly as it is right here and now. And that includes a deep acceptance of our truths, a deep acceptance of our shadows, 
and a deep acceptance of our fear. If we dive directly into the fear, we can reduce it down to its bare essentials. We can notice that the fear is a physical sensation first. And it's deeply entrenched in our bodies. We feel it as constriction in our guts. We feel it as oppression in our chest. We feel it as a swallowing up of the throat. We feel it as a, a breaking of the heart. It's visceral and it's ancestral. And once you can begin to break it down to this physical aspect, we can stop it before it reaches the mind with all of its stories and all of its loops and all of its what ifs. And if we can just be with that constriction, if we can be with that tightness, if we can be with that sinking feeling in the belly, that lump in the throat, we are at the heart of acceptance. And when we are at the heart of acceptance, it's so much easier to be with the fear. Fear is holy ground. And as you observe the physicality of it, as you dive your awareness into your trunk, into your chest, into your throat, you will, with practice, notice your softening happening within your physical body. You'll notice the momentum of fear slowing down and a curiosity developing, a curious love developing. You can feel into your sacred wounds and you can see that they were never yours to begin with. And the more willing you are to stay curious within the fear itself, the more you are able to move out of the shadow of it. Acceptance of your own fear is acceptance of your innocence. And when you accept your innocence, you can also learn to accept the world around you. And you can begin to see that all of us, every single one of us, are innocent little fear monkeys who just have learned how to be this way through collective conditioning, through societal stories, through generational wounding. And it's all okay. You are okay. Everything in your life, just as it is, is okay. And as you lean into being okay, even with the pain, you will soften and surrender to your experience. And I'm telling you, acceptance is the holy grail that you are seeking. And acceptance isn't something that you try to do. It comes in layers. And it starts with just a simple willingness to look at the fear itself. And you might find one day that you are sick and tired of being afraid all the time. You're sick and tired of being afraid of the sensations. And in your sick and tiredness, you decide to do something pleasurable that you might not have done in ages. Or maybe you decide to just call someone that you've been avoiding because of your pain. Or you decide to be vulnerable to your family for the first time. Or you decide to just be honest with someone about something that you've been hiding. 
or maybe it is that you decide to take a step towards your dream of being someone who's a helper, someone who can help others transform their lives with the knowledge that you've gained over the last several years. Maybe it's that you decide to do something that you don't feel ready to do yet because that's how you get ready is you just go do it. Because if you keep waiting to be ready, as they say when you're talking to anybody who's thinking about having a kid, you'll never be ready. You'll never feel ready. And so sometimes you have to just be with the fear and do it anyway. And layer after layer the more and more acceptance floods into your life. And as you let acceptance kind of keep coming into your life, as you accept yourself, as you accept others, as you accept the world as it is with all of its suffering and joy, <laughs> what you realize is a natural next step after acceptance is unconditional love. Love of self, love of the other, love of your past, love of your pain, love of your joys, love of your, your awakenings, love of your darknesses. All of the self-help paths, all of the spiritual paths begin with this deep need for seeking. And what we're all seeking is an end to suffering within ourselves first and foremost. And so we label all suffering as wrong. We label suffering as bad. And so I think the biggest obstacle to awakening is the seeking of it, which means that we are not accepting of ourselves just as we are. And it's our unacceptance of suffering itself that urges us to seek and seek and seek. And the more and more and more you seek, you eventually notice that your seeking is based on the desire to ignore your wounds or a desire to escape your suffering. And so it's my belief that when we stop seeking an end to our own suffering, we naturally surrender our fear of suffering. And when we stop looking for this holy grail of arrival, it of course naturally appears on our path without us even trying. So today I'm simply urging you to learn to A, stop seeking so hard. Stop striving and pushing for perfection in your body and surrender to your experience. Surrender to this deep truth that is that you exactly as you are, exactly at the same level of confusion and chaos that you're feeling, you exactly in this situation that you find yourself in are perfect, whole, and complete. And what you are going through is a sacred part of your path. And it's just really hard to see that as that when you're in the middle of it. 
And so I want to end with this beautiful little clip from one of my sacred teachers in this life. Her name is Joanna Macy. And so we will end here today with me. And here's Joanna. There's a colossal anguish, and it's not an individual matter. But we, as a planet people, are sick in our soul. We have pathologized pain. We have made it a wrong thing. We have made it like a mistake, uh, rather than acknowledging that this is, we need pain to alert us for what needs attention. And we have been treating it as some kind of uh, enemy to our cheerfulness. I began so in this as I was exploring how personally to befriend this pain because I knew it was speaking some truth, as is indeed in Buddhism the first noble truth. The first noble truth that the Lord Buddha taught is dukkha suffering. There is suffering. And if you want to get anywhere, honey, if you want to grow up, <laughs> if you want to <laughs> open to life, if you want to be enlightened, whatever, however you describe the state you're after, then you have to face that and see there is suffering. And there were lines from my childhood in the church, the Christian church, you know, blessed are they that mourn. And that would come up and sound. And so what happens for people as they get real about their true feelings, when they tell the truth about what they see and feel and know is happening to our world, something so beautiful and so freeing happens. It's like that poem of Mary Oliver where she says, you tell me your despair and I'll tell you mine. And this allows the world to become more vivid, seeing the wild geese, seeing this incredible planet that we're in with all the life that's around us. Because we had the courage, the strength to speak of our despair. But precisely because we speak it, we don't stay there. Because that despair is the covering of our love for our world, and we crack it open by speaking it so the love can uh, act. So the key is in not being afraid of our pain for the world, not being afraid of the world's suffering. And if you're not afraid of, of it, then nothing can stop you. <laughs> 